You are listening to WSQF 94.5. Back on the air with yours truly, Mac on the Rock, with our guest host, all the way from Comanche country, with his chaperone this time, Victoria's Ed Vidal. So if Brad can't pull this thing off and he starts stuttering or has stage fright, it's 100% Ed Vidal's fault. So, folks, introduce yourselves to the audience. Brad Price from Comanche Country, live in South Florida, Key Biscayne. Sunny South Florida. Ed Vidal, that's the voice of Ed Vidal, our executive producer, and Mac on the Rock. Yes, and today, as promised earlier in our previous segment about 15, 20 minutes ago, we have been waiting for the landing of who could possibly win the mayor's race in New York. His name is Fernando Mateo. Let me interject. If you're an independent or Democrat or anybody or a Republican, I would be so curious to know what kind of change could come about with the end of the de Blasio years. So that's what we're looking at here. Fernando Mateo, a very successful businessman in New York City, is presented himself as one of the candidates for mayor of the Big Apple. King of bodegas, you said, right? I understand. I don't know about the king. We'll find out exactly. No, no, no. And Republican problem in politics, if you're running for mayor of New York, you are the king, okay? It's just the way it is. I mean, we're talking about the king of Leningrad or, you know, the premier, the, the Fuhrer or someone of great importance because so goes Manhattan, so goes liberal politics up in the entire Northeast. Well, Ed and Mac, it's fortuitous that... Fernando Mateo, who also has residence here in South Florida. How about that, folks? Vote absentee in New York. Fernando (laughs) Mateo has landed. Getting off an airplane. He's going to call in momentarily. Fernando Mateo, one of the candidates for mayor of New York City. You're listening to WSQF, Key Biscayne, 94.5 FM. Brad Price. Oh, by the way. Remind people, live stream, WSQFradio.com, this recording of this mayor's candidate's conversation with us will be on that website, WSQFradio.com, and you can hear it in New York uh, right now, live, folks. Hell, if you're in Havana, you can hear us too. Ed Fidel, executive producer, you're the one who made it happen for me to be president, CPAC, not president, but president (laughs) at CPAC, and that's where I discovered... The news that Fernando Mateo was a vibrant new candidate for mayor. Well, I'm happy to see a Latino, not Latinx, Latino conservative Republican uh, in the race. He's got a lot of work to do. That city needs a lot of cleaning up. Uh, Hello, Fernando. Can you hear us fine? Sí, estoy. Vamos en vivo. Estamos en vivo, señor. Mi nombre es Manuel Cambó. Manuel, ¿cómo está? Mucho gusto, era un placer tenerte aquí en WSQF 94.5. Tengo, yo soy americano-cubano y tengo un cubano-americano aquí delante. Se llama Eduardo Vidal, que también te quiere preguntar unas cosas. Y tu amigo Brad Price. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, bien. Saludo a todos por ahí. Brad, how are you doing? How are you guys doing over there? We're doing great. How was your flight? My flight was great. Thank you. And you're also, uh, tenemos que volvernos a, a, al inglés aquí para la audiencia de, de, de Key Biscayne. Uh, uh, ¿Vives aquí en, en la Florida, en South Florida? No, 
No, no, I have a, uh, I have a home down here. But, yeah, uh, of course you don't. Know, excuse my, me. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's only your homestead, like they'd say here in Miami. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's actually uh, my third home, and I enjoy it coming down here. Fernando, how much time can we have with you? Can we take about a half an hour? Let's do it. Well, Ed had a question to go with, and then we want to know all about your background, what led you to decide to file, what it's looking like with competition and all that. But I want to get through with Ed's question. You want to Go ahead and ask the question, Ed, and then we'll get into the more interesting topics. New York City is as big as... Okay. Uh, New York City is as big as many states, and it's even uh, as big as many European countries. 8.6 million residents, and it's divided into five boroughs. Some of those boroughs once were independent cities, like Brooklyn was independent before it was amalgamated into New York City. Manhattan uh, was the one that did that. So my question for you is, wouldn't it make sense to break up New York City into five separate cities along the borough lines and let have five separate mayors that there could then be competition among the, the different cities for providing a better place to live, and especially five different school districts. That would be a start. What, what do you think of breaking up New York? I wonder if you even heard that. I didn't hear a thing. Oh, didn't okay. hear a word. Okay, let me recap it. A lot of people have the idea about breaking New York City up into five different cities and five different school districts just because of the massive size of it. What do you think of that? I don't think it's a good idea at all. I don't think that will ever happen. New York City is one city. It has five boroughs, and each borough has its own characteristics. But that's what makes New York City what it is, the capital of the world and the melting pot of the world. Tell us about yourself. I hear that you're a Dominicano-Americano. Is that true? That is correct. Um, I was born in the Dominican Republic. I came here when I was six, when I was two years old, and I've been living here 61 years. Uh, New York City has been my home. Uh, it's the place that I know, the place that I love, and the place that I am willing to fix together with all of those people that are willing to help me. Fernando Mateo is our guest here on WSQF. Brad Price, Manny, the Mac on the Rock, and Ed Vidal. So tell us about the history of your business success and your bodegas and your transportation. That's what I understand from your colleagues that I met in Orlando a few weeks ago. And then tell us what has led you into this world of public service. Well, as you may know, I, I don't like politics and I'm not a politician. But the circumstances have led me to uh, run for mayor of New York City. When I was 14 years old, I dropped out of school uh, because of the terrible school system. I was uh, a victim of this New York City, but I was to have been adopted by a Jewish family who taught me hard work, taught me the values of communication and of success. And I will forever be indebted to them uh, because they made me who I am today. They gave me a job as a kid, and that formed me and allowed me to progress in life. I was never intimidated by anyone. I was never afraid to launch and, and take risks uh, because of that foundation that they, that they gave me. They treated me like family. 
And to this day, I remember the first day I went to work and how welcomed I was. The biggest problem New York City has, aside from public safety, and aside from our economy and our small businesses uh, going out of business, is the youth. Our crime is high because we have a lot of youth out there doing nothing with their lives, not having opportunity uh, because the city hasn't created those opportunities for them. I will be the mayor that will remember when I was 14, and I will come back and I will negotiate with corporate America. I will negotiate with small businesses, and I will ask them all to give an opportunity to a kid 14 through 18, because that might be the life changer that they need. That might be what could bring our city back and reduce crime. You know, a lot of these kids come from single single. Uh, families from a single mother that's probably working when they get out of school. So they're out in the street hanging out, doing the wrong thing, not because they choose to, but because they have no other choice. They're a victim of their environment. And I would be the mayor that can fix that because I've been through that. Public safety, I'm a law and order kind of guy. I'm an urban Republican. Always have been an urban Republican and always will be. And proud of being it. Why? Because I believe in values. I believe in the values of the Republican Party. I believe in the values that uh, America has, has given us, uh, us all immigrants. And, uh, and I will make sure that we bring our businesses back uh, because I was a small businessman and I know how to do it. No other candidate can do what I do because they don't have the experience I have. When I was in 1989, uh, I created a program at Rikers Island, which is the largest detention center in the world. And I taught, trained, and found employment for first-time nonviolent offenders. When these kids got out of jail, I got them into a union job. And I was able to change many lives and stop recidivism at the rate it was going. Uh, in, two th- in 1993, I launched Toys for Guns because there were too many illegal guns in the wrong hands. And we were able to get thousands of guns off the city streets in a matter of weeks, thus creating a very safe environment in New York City. That was the turning point when Giuliani came in. We worked together and we were able to make our city safer. In 99, we formed the New York State Federation of Taxi Drivers, which basically saved the lives of many drivers through programs that I implemented together with Giuliani and Governor Pataki, two great Republicans that were in power at the time. And I worked with the police commissioner. And in 2002, we helped organize the, the United Bo- the Bodegas Association, which eventually turned to the United Bodegas of America. Now, all of the things I'm telling you, I did as a pro bono uh exercise because I believe in my city. I believe in giving back to the city who made me who I am. Pro bono means gratis. That means freebie, right? Free. You're giving your services. Correct. I did it from from my my own pocket, and I did it to help others. Uh, Aside from that, I mean, what I do for a living, I do multiple things. I was in the carpet business back then when I started. I evolved into the money wiring business. I then evolved into a construction company. And um, today I'm a restaurateur, own a few restaurants. I, 
I'm a stockbroker and I'm a principal at a brokerage firm with my Series 7, my 24, my 63, uh, as well as I um, have a medical transportation company. So I do a lot of different things. I've got great management skills. I employ hundreds of people, and everyone that works with me never quits. They stay with me as long as I am there. Fernando Mattel, a true decathlete in the corporate world of New York City. I vote for you. Yeah, you're you're definitely the the American dream, especially with your immigrant background. Now, uh, you you said something about, uh, you mentioned bodegas. Uh, Could you give our audience some idea what the bodega business is like? Is that what you refer to as restaurants or more the markets? No, 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 no. I'm in the restaurant business. I represent bodega owners. Bodegas Mm. are small little convenience stores that are on every corner in the outer boroughs. Uh, They serve as a community center for people. They serve as a place they go and they buy their platanos, their yuca, their meat, their container of milk. They're like very tiny supermarkets, but they're all over the place. And these people have been assaulted with robberies. They've been assaulted with, uh, you know, by all kinds of uh, uh, murders and assaults and you name it. Uh, they're victims of it. And uh, that's why I got involved in trying to create safe haven bodegas, especially after the, the death of Junior Guzman, who was a kid that was attacked and, and, and killed by a gang with machetes. Uh, that left an imprint in all of us. And we created, what you know, the safe that? haven bodegas and, and, and that? stuff like that. What year was that? Mr. Mateo, we're listening to Fernando Mateo. He is a candidate for mayor of New York City. He's just landed in Florida. You're listening to WSQF here in Key Biscayne, 94.5 FM. Fernando Mateo is one of several people that will be vying for the leadership position in Manhattan and New York City. It's Big Apple night tonight, a spring break weekend down in beautiful South Florida. We're in the studio in Key Biscayne with Mac on the Rock, 94.5 94.5 FM with Ed Vidal, who used to be a neighbor of, of yours up in New York yeah, City. I, I lived in New York for 26 years in Manhattan and then in Scarsdale. Did you well, hear that? No, I didn't hear that. I think uh, that I want you to know. I want you to know the reason I came here was to meet with business leaders uh, that left New York City, uh, to meet with entrepreneurs that left New York City. And I'm trying to get them to come back. Once I'm mayor, I want them back. Are you going to get rid of the municipal income tax? Did you hear that? Let me tell you, as the mayor of New York City, I will make everyone aware of the bad policies that have been um, assaulting us, that have been uh, pushed on us without us even knowing what's going on. You know, Democrats have a way of doing things that uh, sometimes a little sneaky. Sometimes. We need to make sure we make people aware of that. Yeah, not sometimes, all the time. Mr. Mattel, oh, okay. this is Brad Price. Got a question for you about how do the numbers look, how the polls look, and what's the competition like in the Republican side, which you're on, and in the future if you should win the primary and go up, up against the other party, the Democratic Party? Well, so far I have more donors than all of the, than the other two than the other three that are running combined probably three times the amount of do, of donations uh, I've raised a lot of uh, I've raised twenty times what they've been able to raise and I I believe that I am the front runner and I will be the front runner uh, we have to go through a primary and because of that 
And because of the primary, uh, once we get past the primary, I think it's smooth sailing for me when it comes to um, when it comes to the general election. General election to me will not be a problem. I just need to get rid of the little bumps on the road uh, that uh, that's called the primary. Well, could you elaborate more on that? Inform us. I understand that the former founder of the Guardian Angels is your opponent in the primary among the Republicans. Can you talk about the differences between yourself and Curtis Lewa? Well, Curtis Lewa is known to be a, um, a serial liar. Uh, he has filed numerous false reports uh, of being raped, of being uh, attacked. Of being, of being sprayed KKK in his headquarters, and he basically did all of that on his own to attract attention. Uh, the latest fumble he had was he was uh, ejected, he was fired from New York One because he said he wanted to have sex with the council speaker at the time. Uh, and he is basically a guy that's never owned a business. He's never managed money. He's never managed except for a few guardian angels that he has scattered around the place. He's really never done anything. So he's not a very serious candidate. And people will realize that uh, after the, you know, as we're running, they'll realize he's raised $10,000. I've raised $200,000. He is not qualified to run the city. He is not qualified to even be in this race. I think he, and by the way, he's never been a Republican. Uh, He just, he just enrolled in the Republican Party a year ago, and it was to cause damage to the party. We had four or five great elected Republican officials, and because of him not supporting them, they all lost their positions. He came out and attacked them on the radio because he's a radio host. Uh, he not only did that, he trashed Donald Trump. He didn't vote for Donald Trump. He, he endorsed his opponent. And uh, he's just not a Republican, so I well, really that, don't that even That disqualifies him right there. <laughs> Fernando Mateo, this is Brad Price with a question for you. What, what, uh, we got a counselor here. Ed Vidal is not only our executive producer, but he's our legal counsel. So could you elaborate? You, you made some pretty strong uh, comments about C- Curtis Sliwa and, and wanting to, to have uh, relations. With, is this with a... Uh, well, yeah. Which, so Curtis is probably not a serious candidate. I think Fernando has a good point. Um, he was a he's a big radio guy. He gets a lot of publicity, but I think Fernando is a much stronger manager and uh, you know no, much more knowledgeable. Now, politics. now, will you debate him? There might be. Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, what I'm telling you is public information. Right. Just Google him, and all this will come up. Yeah. I'm not telling yeah. you something that you you don't know. Yeah, Fernando, you have to Google Curtis Lewa, and ask you, you will know exactly who he is. No, I, okay, I, let, 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 let's move on from there. Yeah, let me ask you a question. You said the general election should be easy for you. Let me. Uh, what I know about New York City, I've lived there 26 years, four in Manhattan, 22 in uh, Scarsdale. And what, what I saw is that New York City has 8.6 million residents, not necessarily voters, but residents. A third of them are on welfare. Meanwhile, 40,000 households pay 80 to 90 percent of the municipal income tax. And many of those households are moving to Florida and Texas and Tennessee and other places that don't have 
income tax. And that's what I did about nine years ago. In 2012, I took early retirement. I moved to Texas. And now I'm here in Florida. So how are you going to solve those numbers when you're running for election? Well, the first thing, first thing we have to do is we've got to have a safe city. You know, no one is going to move to a city that's unsafe. And New York City right now is very unsafe. The police, uh, our police department doesn't have the support that they need from their leader, from, from the mayor of New York City. He's turned his back on them, and they've turned their backs on him. So first thing we need to do is get public safety in order. I would have thousands more cops. Okay, but, I would get rid of wait, the wait, wait, hierarchy wait. at the police department but so wait that a we minute, can wait have a, minute, a comprehensive police department that looks like the city. The residents of New uh, York I am very slow law enforcement. And I need to make sure that our police department does what they need to do to keep everyone safe. We need law and order. I understand what you're saying. No, but let me hold on a minute. I I agree with what you're saying because I saw Giuliani and Bloomberg do that. But Bill de Blasio was overwhelmingly elected twice mayor of New York. The New Yorkers knew what he was like. I say to you that a lot of people in New York do not want a safe city. They want what's going on now. What do you say to that? No, that's not true. Um, They don't want a dangerous city. What happened was there was no real good uh, opponent to Bill de Blasio, and only 15% of the population came out to vote. This time it's going to be very different. It's going to be like the presidential race. Why? Because the city is desperate. They've seen the damage that Bill de Blasio has caused. They've seen how unsafe the city is, and they need, they're looking for change. What's going to make me, uh, what's going to clear the road for me to get to City Hall is the fact that there are 2.5 million Hispanics in New York City. And as a Hispanic, I believe that that vote will come towards me. Fernando. But not because I'm Hispanic. It's going to come towards me because of what I've done for the Democratic communities. It takes a Republican to help the, the most needed communities, which are Democratic communities. They're the, they're the communities that need help, not the Republican communities. I yep. So I've been helping the Democratic communities for over 30 years. Nobody has that kind of record. So I'm the only candidate that can bring three to 500,000 Democratic votes to vote for an urban Republican like myself. By way of clarification, you're listening to WSQF, Key Biscayne. Fernando Mateo is our guest. He's from New York City, but he's down in Florida right now on a Friday night, just landed. And he is running for mayor of New York City. He'll be running in a primary, and he is discussing the issues that are so important. The other thing that I was going to ask you about uh, about the uh, election in New York City is... uh, uh, it just totally went out the windows. <laughs> now, let me ask you, what about the Democratic opponents? Who's going to run for mayor on the Democrat side, you think? Uh, there's, a, there's, 20, there's 24 candidates running for, for mayor on the Democratic side. I think it's going to wind up to three of them. Uh, probably Yang, uh, who I really don't even know why he's running. He's like a carpetbagger. Right. Uh, then you have Eric Adams, a former uh, police captain. And you have Scott Stringer. Those are your three top opponents that I will have. And I am really looking forward to challenging them. I am looking forward to making sure that we, you know, that I engage them and that I 
uh, debate them because they have nothing that they can do uh, to hold me back. I am the guy that's going to show them how we're going to lead this city forward. Fernando, I remember what I was going to ask you about. Or, or they've, they've never done what I've done, so that's the advantage we have as Republicans. Fernando, this is Brad again. When I was speaking to a colleague of yours or a, an ally of yours about an hour ago, the gentleman who will be running for Controller General, we asked the question about movement of voters and movement of voter sentiment due to the mishandling and the tragedy of the handling and the many deaths in the nursing homes by both Mayor de Blasio's administration and Governor Cuomo's and the Latino community being very, very affected directly with numbers of deaths. So the question is, do you see of those 2.4 million Latinos, a big shift of that too? Will the nursing home massacre affect the mayoral election? Well, listen, it's not only the governor's massacre. It's what de Blasio has done to the city. It's what Elliot Spitzer as governor did to the city. Schneiderman, the attorney general, did to the city. All these people had to resign. Anthony Weiner, Sheldon Silver, the speaker of the House in Albany. All these people have, been, have had to um, resign or they, they've gone to jail. This is how corrupt the Democrats are in New York City. Gotham and, City. You know, <laughs> you know, so we need, we need, we need to make them aware, we need to make them aware of that. None of these candidates, with the exception of maybe two of them, have any kind of business experience. So how are they going to carry a city that's the largest business in the world if they've never owned a business, if they've never worked in the private sector? Okay, you well know, that's they, but that's a concern of mine because I was saying off the air that the biggest problem Americans have is, is appreciating what you have, which is your ability to run a business like I have run a business. Uh, we just saw Donald Trump being uh, fraudulently taken out of power as a businessman to a, a career politician with dementia in Joe Biden. So what kind of campaign are you going to run to let everybody know which I believe is a, your strongest uh, character trait, by the way, is a man who gives while operating a large, uh, a large enterprise of businesses. Are you are you doing already the billboards, the radio ads, the whole? You know, you really gotta, you really gotta sell your expertise. And I'm concerned well, that the, the voter might not even understand what it's like to run a business. Well, let me let me tell you what I'm doing right now is focusing on getting on the ballot. Number one. We have our petitions that are due uh, next week. Uh, then I'm focusing on fundraising uh, because although I've raised more money than the other candidates, I did not reach the matching funds. Remember, I announced February 3rd. So in four weeks, I raised $200,000, 892 donors, uh, which is a, 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 you know, was a huge job, but we got it done. But once I reach the matching funds and I get eight times the, the, the dollars that I've raised, at that point, I can start doing uh, all of the things that are necessary to make sure that people know who I am. The important thing here is that 80% of Hispanics know me by name. They know who I am. So that helps me huge uh, towards the general elections. During the primaries, because there aren't that many Republicans in New York, 
I have to really go deep and down into the Italian communities of Staten Island, and I've got to go into certain areas of Brooklyn that may not know of, of me, but I'm sure they've seen me on the news every week advocating for the poor, for the people that are getting killed, for the people that are getting robbed, for the people... Well, well, Fernando, that's why I suggest uh, a billboard campaign, the face and the name together, because, man, New York City is a rough is a rough place, and I know, being an American Cuban, that you got to you got to attach your face to your name, and people have got to start talking about you about all those things you did, because unfortunately, you got to take credit for a lot of stuff that you did very quietly without without uh, what they call recompensa, without any. Uh, adulation, you did it because you loved your city. So uh, I agree I with you. You know, you know what? If I, I could use as much help as I can get on the economic side. So if your audience uh, can go to MateoTheMayor.com and go to chip in and chip in whatever they can, $10, $20. If they want a better America, they need to elect me as the mayor of New York City. You know, we need to get the face of the Republican Party back where it was. Uh, there's a lot of people, um, you know, that have mis, uh, misled uh, what happened with Sleepy Joe. You know, Sleepy Joe is in Washington. I will be in New York, and I will be the guy that's going to speak about our values, God, country, and family. That's what we stand for, you know? And this is the land of opportunities. And if you ask me, Fernando, what's your biggest asset in the world? I will tell you my biggest asset is being in the United States of America. Bingo. Bingo. Come on. We're in a place where everyone has an opportunity. Wait a second. We need a we need a standing ovation for that one. Wait a second. Yes, sir. Fernando, well, a moment ago you mentioned the website. I, I think I heard Mateo the Mayor, like T H E Mayor. Yes. Yeah, the Mateo the Mayor. It's not Mateo for Mayor, okay? I will be the mayor. That's why we call it. We call it MateoTheMayor.com. I love it. MateoTheMayor.com. Did yep. you hear that, yeah, folks? If you're from New York or South Florida, but pony you, up your money. But, uh, Fernando, you have an unfair advantage. You had a Jewish mother. I'm sorry? You had a Jewish mother. That must be some kind of parochial, terrible joke. <laughs> Did you hear the question or you hear the comment? You had an advantage. No. You had a Jewish mother. Well, you know what? I had a Jewish. I have a Jewish family. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, that means Jewish. you saved all your shekels. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I, you know, I smear my bagel. You know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's not Williamsburg. It's Williamsburg. <laughs> you know. So listen, I I grew up, you know, as a kid between the ages of fourteen and seventeen. This was my family, and at seventeen, I got married and I started my own business. And I've been working my ass off every single day. And I, you know what? I've got hundreds of employees. I run a, a multi-million dollar conglomerate, you know, a, a, a operation. And I've got great management. I've got great management skills. And I will hold every city agency accountable, okay? Every city agency will be accountable to the people that take risks and invest in New York City. Right now, if you own a business in New York City, your worst enemy is the city. Right. They will go after you and look for anything and everything to fine you. But they another will one do everything and anything to put you out of business. And I will end that. I will encourage new, new people. I will ask every Floridian, come back to New York, start a new business, go to, go to Florida on the weekends if you want, 
But come in New York. Oh, thank us for a weekend. Fernando Mateo, vamos a entrar en castellano o en español por los uh, como cuatro minutos al final de esto para que tú puedas introducirte al público aquí en Key Biscayne, que es el centro del mundo de todos los latinoamericanos, cubanos, argentinos, americanos. El Amenos. centro cultural. Cultural. Bueno, yo soy, yo soy el único candidato que está corriendo para la alcaldía que puede hablar en tu idioma. Yo soy el único candidato que puede decirte y llevarte el mensaje a tu hogar, a tu casa. Yo soy Fernando Mateo, soy candidato a la alcaldía de la ciudad de Nueva York por el Partido Republicano. Soy una persona que ha, le ha dado 30 años de su vida a los más necesitados de Nueva York, a los taxistas, a los bodegueros, a los presidiarios y a todo aquel hispano que ha necesitado ayuda. Yo he trabajado por la comunidad mía porque es la comunidad más necesitada. Fíjate que la comunidad republicana no necesita tanta ayuda porque somos gente que le gusta trabajar y crear y, y emprender negocios nuevos. Pero la comunidad demócrata es la comunidad algunas veces más eh, frágil y más pobre que hay en, el, que hay en la ciudad. Y por ese motivo, yo como republicano le estoy dando un ejemplo a los demócratas de cómo se ayuda a la gente a echar hacia adelante. Fernando, también, la única persona, ¿eh? también noto tu corazón tierno acerca de, de los ministerios y los servicios para los, los reos y las personas que han tenido que ir a, a la cárcel. Necesitadas. No, no, los penitenciarios. Siempre, yo, siempre, yo siempre pienso que a toda persona se le debe de dar una segunda oportunidad siempre y cuando el crimen que hayan, ellos hayan cometido no, no haya sido un crimen violento, ni un crimen que le ha hecho daño físicamente a una familia o a una comunidad. Muchas personas cometen errores a, a temprana edad. Yo lo sé porque a temprana edad, si una, si una familia judía no me hubiese adoptado, yo no hubiese sido quien yo soy hoy. Y así como yo, hay muchos niños que salen de la escuela, no tienen dónde, qué hacer ni dónde ir. Y lo que hacen es que se quedan en la calle, cometen brutalidades porque son niños y terminan en las cárceles. Entonces yo, estas son las personas que yo quiero prevenir de que vayan presos y quiero asegurar de que si han estado presos, se les dé una segunda oportunidad para que puedan vivir una vida fructífera. Pero... Muchas personas no agradecen lo más grande que tienen en su vida, que es estar en los Estados Unidos de América. Este país es lo, es lo primordial y lo que nosotros tenemos que cuidar y es lo que nosotros tenemos que apreciar, es estar en los Estados Unidos. ¿Por qué? Porque este es el país de oportunidad. Siempre y cuando esta oportunidad. Agradecemos. Decírselo a la gente de Black Lives Matter. Eh, Fernando, agradecemos tanto su participación esta noche, después de haber viajado por avión desde Nueva York hasta Florida esta noche. Agradecemos tanto que usted ha tomado tiempo con nosotros, con Mac on the Rock, aquí en W. 
No, doble de ese QF. Dale. El, 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 imagínate, el americano hablando en español no, de no, Argentina. No. WSQF Radio.com. Los mexicanos dicen eso. Fernando, I, I have, uh, I don't control, but I have influence over five votes in New York City with my relatives, my two kids and their husbands and fiancés. And I'm going to recommend to all of them that they vote for you and they help your campaign. That would be very nice. You can give them my phone number. Yep. I gave them your you email can give them already. my phone number. I'm easily accessible. And uh, let them tell, you know, tell them to remind me that I was on your show. Absolutely. And I would love for them to volunteer in my campaign. Yep. And most importantly, it doesn't matter what they donate, but let them go to MateoTheMayor.com y que hagan una donación en MateoTheMayor.com. Yep. Una pregunta, una pregunta, una consulta en inglés. An English question. Don't you have some pretty big uh, big pockets supporting you too, eventually? Some big pockets, some you big know, donors? You want to get small yeah, voters. Let, 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 me, let me go through there. question. Don't we have some big support coming your way too? We will have that after the primary. I think that everyone right now is hiding in a bunker, waiting to see who's going to come out on top. And, you know, then they, they'll all jump in. You know how it is. You know what I've learned with this, with this campaign? I have learned who your real friends are, number one. I have learned the, how, how unethical politics is, how, how treacherous, treacherous it is. And I have also learned that people that help you at the beginning are the people that you appreciate at the end. Because... Raising money after the primaries is easy. Raising money to get to the matching funds, which is right this minute, this is what's hard. You know, getting people to believe in you is what's hard. And that, that's the money that you appreciate. Those are the moments that you never forget. Yeah, you that, you're and, right on the money. When I was, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this with you as a person before, uh, before radio. In 2009... Marco Rubio was just the Speaker of the House. He had finished his term, and uh, we called him the Cuban boy. He's about, I don't know, 15 years younger than me or so. I'm 56. I, I think I'm right on the numbers. And all the effort I put out was during the primaries against a sitting Florida governor. And back to the theme of unethical politics, it's hard to agree with him today. It's hard to even get him to answer me today when I was there for him at the toughest time which is in the primary. I wish he would have been like you and appreciate the guy in the beginning so that he can appreciate me at the end. I ended up becoming a uh, Senator Ted Cruiser during the presidential election before I became a deplorable Trumpster. And believe me, I'm a real supporter of my Trumpster now because I'm a true blue Republican. So I can honestly say to the audience today, que tú de verdad ya eres alcalde de Nueva York. Que Dios te bendiga y muchas gracias por participar aquí en Blink Radio 94.5 y te voy a visitar en Nueva York. Gracias, mi hermano. Keep my number and call me anytime. I really appreciate it. Que Dios me lo bendiga a ustedes. God bless your audience. God bless you guys. And I believe me when I tell you, this is a call that I will never forget because you know what? It's primary. It's hustle time. It's hard work time. And you having me on the air, to me, I am humbled and I am honored. And I really appreciate that. And shame on Marco Rubio, because you know what? He should never forget 
his primary people. Those are the most important. Those are the ones that allow you to get to the general election. Because without a primary, without those funds, you don't get to the general. You get nowhere. You're so, right. You're right about that. So thank you, folks. Yeah. This is the end of our show with Fernando Mateo. I'm praying to God that you are the mayor because you are the mayor. God bless That's you. Right. Take, Mateo the mayor. Thank take, you. Have a nice evening. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye.